Welcome to Sydney Property Insider, giving you news and insights on the Sydney property market. Your hosts are Michelle May, a professional buyer's agent and owner of her independent buyer's agency, and Marcus Roberts, a member of Property Investment Professionals of Australia and owner of leading mortgage broker firm, Brighter Finance. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Sydney Property Insider podcast, your periodical podcast series that talks about all things property related in the city of Sydney. Michelle, how are you doing this fine morning? Good, thank you. How are you? Doing well. This is our second attempt after we were unsuccessful with the first attempt a, a few seconds ago. So hopefully this one we can, we can record all the way through, which will which will be lovely. Well, you think after so many episodes and what, nearly three years in, we'd, we'd know the ropes by now. but. Um... Well, we're, hardly, we're, we're certainly the lowest paid amateurs of this. <laughs> That's right. So today we are going to get cracking with another suburb um, spotlight. And in this case, it's going to be Campbelltown. That's right. So we are going further afield with our suburb spotlight series this year. We've had quite a lot of feedback from people saying that they love the series, that you know they want some suburbs outside, maybe the inner ring of, of what we've looked at in the past. Mm. So we're going to try and focus on different suburbs, some in inside that ring, some outside that ring, and really across the city of Sydney. So today we're going off to um, to Campbelltown. Mm, absolutely. And you know, certainly a lot of learning for myself. My wife has worked in Campbelltown Hospital before. You know, we visited Campbelltown in the past, but I've certainly never lived there and, and haven't gone out that way too many times. Michelle, what have you, you found in terms of the history of the area? Well, I found this one fascinating. As you know, I um, lean heavily on the dictionary of sydney.com.au, uh, I believe it is. And let me tell you what I found. So the city of Campbelltown actually is only one of four cities within the Sydney metropolitan area. And this was actually um, prior to European settlement uh, inhabited by the Tharawal people. And not long after the arrival of the first fleet in 1788, a small herd of six cattle escaped and weren't seen again by the British settlers for seven years. They were, however, spotted by the Tharawal people, and that was actually um, uh, reflected in their uh, rock art site, which is um, called Bull Cave near Campbelltown. And they described the cattle to the British explorers and um, in 1795. So seven years later, they found a herd of around 60 cattle uh, grazing in an area now known as Camden. The colonial administration was keen for the herd to establish itself, so it forbade um, any killing of the cattle uh, or settlement in that area. But John MacArthur had other ideas because he wanted to establish sheep. And so he convinced the British government to overrule the administration and grant him 5,000 acres, which is 20 square kilometres just south of the Nepean River in 1805. And... Um, the Tharawal people initially worked with the local farmers, but a drought in 1814 led to large numbers of the neighbouring uh, Gandagara people moving into that area in search for food as well. And so between the British and the, the Gandagara people, it led to skirmishes, as um, it was described, which is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this word, but it's an episode of irregular and unpremeditated fighting, especially between small or outlying parts of armies or fleets. Skirmishes are also what my wife and I refer to as the Uber Eats delivery wars. <laughs> Decide which 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 of the Uber Eats options we're going to have, and, and settle eventually on the same Chinese one that we've had for the last three weeks. Oh gosh! Well, unfortunately, this didn't end well. Of course, with deaths on either side in this case, 
And so Governor Macquarie felt a permanent settlement would lead to order in the area. And so Campbelltown, which is actually his wife's maiden name, Campbell, was born in 1820. It developed rather slowly. And it was actually during this, after this period, that Campbelltown's most famous incident occurred because in 1826, local farmer Frederick Fisher disappeared. And according to folklore, his ghost appeared sitting on a fence rail over a creek just south of the town and pointed to a site where his body was later found to be buried. So in memory of that incident, the Fisher Ghost Festival is still held each November in Campbelltown. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very cool. So Campbelltown's population steadily increased in the decades following. We got the Southern Rail Line, which was extended in 1858, leading, of course, as with all other Sydney suburbs, to further development. And then Campbelltown was actually the first country town in New South Wales to have piped water in 1888. And then uh, in the period between the world wars, the local power station was built as well to supply electricity. So it's actually doing quite well. And then during excavations for post-war development for residential property, actually Neanderthal remains were found. Now, this was actually later concluded to be the remains of the direct ancestors of the current local population. And this area had been settled for at least 10,000 years prior to European settlement. So then Campbelltown was, you know, skip forward a few years, was designated uh, a satellite city to the New South Wales uh, Planning Authority and a regional capital by southwest of Sydney. And prior to this, it was still really quite rural in nature. And of course, then with extensive building and population growth, we now see Campbelltown as it is today. Um, a vibrant satellite city to, um, you know, one of the four cities within the Sydney metropolitan area. Hmm. And it's very much a, a growing area. So the, the difference between going out to Campbelltown in terms of the number of people and the number of dwellings out there five years ago versus three years ago versus today, it, it's really staggering to see the the growth of the area, especially as Sydney's boundaries um, continue to grow. So hmm. what was once maybe a, a satellite city really feels much more like a, a suburb of Sydney. And certainly you see that with the extension of roads, with the, you know, further um, development of, of transport lines out to the Campbelltown area. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, that brings me to statistics. I know um, for those listening, they love a, a few numbers here and there. So let's look at houses and units. What what does your money actually buy you in Campbelltown? Uh, so we looked at the medium prices today as they stand, and it's quite remarkable that the difference between houses and unit medium prices is actually not that much. It's the smallest that I've, I've seen in the series so far. So the median house price um, in Campbelltown today is 500 um, 92,500, so ne- just a tad under 600,000. And for units, the median is actually 450,000. Now, the land size for houses is, is quite large compared to the suburbs closer in, 563 square meters you get for this. Um, and so in the last year, we had just over 130 houses sold in that area. So um, obviously Campbelltown, like many of the outer ring suburbs, um, are still seeing a lot of uh, unit development. So mm-hmm. um, we're seeing more competition and more opportunity to buy units there. But looking at houses, they seem to be very good value still there. And one of the things, just looking at these statistics that you've, you've drawn up and that you've located, so one of the things that's, that's amazing is there was um, the difference in cost between some of the, the properties in the area. So you, you've got I guess the lowest 
purchase in 2020 was at $40,000, but that stretched all the way to just shy of $4 million at 3.975 mil in 2020 for a house in the area. Well, I wouldn't count the lowest. You know, when you're looking at those lower numbers, are usually just estate transfers. So they wouldn't be genuine sales. Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. they would be. No, yes. would, you can discount those. So with houses, the same, you know, and then across the board. So they're just um, units. It's usually just for, or, you know, if, if a, a husband and wife, you know, are part ways that the husband transfers or the wife transfers the property into the other person's name. And so therefore there's a transfer of money there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take those, you know, outlier sales as a proper seller, you've got to be careful with those numbers. So, Michelle, that's really interesting um, to hear uh, of the units and the houses. If we were to look in the area, um, what is the makeup of the actual types of dwellings in the area? So, you know, your, your houses, your units or flats. Um, what is the makeup of the area of Campbelltown? Yeah, so when we look at the information that we get for the most recent census, which was in 2016, which we, um, the information we get on, on APM Price Finder, the separate houses were made up 54.3% and units made up 26%. But, you know, given it's been four years, uh, I would have imagined that the unit percentage would have come up and the housing mm-hmm. percentage would have come down. Um, so potentially just shy of. is now separate houses, I would imagine. Um, So obviously, you know, that changes over time. Of course, yeah. So the makeup of the the people of Campbelltown, this is another suburb where we have a slightly higher proportion of of females to males. So people that were noted in the census, of the last census, you had 12,566 people registered. Um, 51.2% were female, 48.8% were male. The most striking thing that that I've seen is is the makeup of families. You had couples representing um, either couples with or couples without children representing um, 75.6% of the the suburbs. So really the area is is very much a a family, Mm -hmm. and certainly this is is my, my thoughts without having the data to, to back it up, but having friends that live in the area. It's very much a, a family-type um, region, a family-type suburb where many people may have moved, you know, lived closer to the city of Sydney and then had kids or, or want to have kids, so have moved somewhere where they can get, you know, a bit more land than they could in the inner ring of, of Sydney. And, you know, they have good access to transport, which we'll, we'll touch on shortly, and they have good access to to roads into the city and so forth, but but really the the focus is having, you know, a bit more space and having you know fresh air and not just that, but also having a lower price point than than some of the places that you might find in you know the eastern suburbs or inner west where prices start with a one million dollar price tag for you know a, a basic block of land. Absolutely, absolutely, and that brings us to the method of travel to work. So a large proportion, 57.9% still use the car, but then there's, yeah. a, there's a good proportion that uses a train as well. So 13% use the train. So it's a good combination of the two. And I imagine that since 2016, I imagine the train percentage would have gone up. And that certainly makes sense when you look at the, the transport links that are um, to the area. So mm-hmm. um, car representing the, the lion's share, car representing you know, the most commonly used form of transport, um, makes sense because you, you do have the, the M5 
out to that area. You've got um, good roads. You've got uh, good metro links out to the southwest of Sydney. And train represents second um, second most popular use of transport. Also makes sense because the T8 line has a Campbelltown to Central service, which takes 57 minutes, just under an hour, but also has a link to which certainly not probably is valuable at this stage of life, but um, in years to come, it also has a link from Campbelltown to Mascot. So that's only a 49-minute trip. So if you think about it, you're really getting from the the southwest of Sydney all the way over to the east or or just to the southeast of Sydney in just under um, 50 minutes all on one train line without having to to change, without having to to change and um, take suitcases with you, et cetera. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, and, and what about um, occupation makeup? What's what does Campbelltown look like then? Yeah, so occupation makeup. I'll, I'll just take one step uh, slightly back. You, you've got uh, we've spoken about couples being the most, um, I guess, frequent family composition that we see in terms of language and cultural diversity. People that that say their ancestry is English or Australian or Irish or, or Scottish still represent the majority, but then you do have two and a half percent being of Indian descent. You also, although I, I didn't see this um, necessarily in the um, census statistics, I know from from my wife and her friends, there's a large um, there's a number of Indonesian citizens or Indonesian uh, people in the area. Um, country of birth, you've got sixty two percent of residents from who were born in Australia and then the uh, outside of Australia, England, New Zealand, you've got a makeup of uh, people from the Philippines, from India, Sri Lanka. Mm. Religious affiliation, Catholics made up just a, over a quarter or 25.2%. No religion actually in Campbelltown is less than the state or the national average so people that are agnostic or atheist um, noted it as just over one in five, so 20.8%, whereas across Australia that number is just under 30% now. Um, Anglican is the next on the list of 15.8%, and then you've got your usual non-stated. And then um, the religion, you know, Islam being the, the next largest um, religion noted of uh, 5.4%. Um, languages that are spoken in the area besides English, you've got Arabic followed by Samoan, Mandarin, Tagalog, and then Spanish. So really a good mix of, mix of people, which, which then leads us on to occupation, as, as you've asked. Mm. Um, professionals still make up, I guess, the largest percentage of, of 17.6%, but that is lower than the state and national average. Where we see more people in Campbelltown of a certain occupation, that is really in machinery operators and drivers, which somewhat makes sense because, again, you've got space out there, which means that you also have a lot of places that might have their warehouses in the region or the area. And just under 12% of the, the population are machinery operators and drivers across state average and national average of just over 6%. Your labourers um, also have a higher proportion of just over 11.5% across the state average of just under 9%. And the industry of employment, the, the largest makeup is hospitals, which 
also makes sense because you do have Campbelltown Hospital, which is a certainly a, a very large um, large base out there, representing five percent of all residents work in in a hospital setting. Wow, that's really interesting. Now, as you've mentioned, uh, Michelle, you know Campbelltown has a large history behind it, and as such, it has a number of heritage listed sites on the official New South Wales. Uh, State Heritage Register, and that includes you know the post office. That includes Commercial Banking Company of Sydney, the old banks that were out there, and then also um, you've got things like the the Warbies, Warbies. I'm probably pronouncing that terribly. Barn and Stables, and then you've also got Glenalvin House as well as St John's Catholic Church. So really, a number of heritage listing, a number of of you know old buildings that are, are certainly worth a, a visit, and certainly a, a large part of Australia's, um, I guess, heritage in the last hundred and fifty years. Mm, absolutely. Your transport we've spoken about being the the railway stations. You've also got the the Hume motorway that goes from uh, Liverpool to Sydney Airport and Sydney CBD, as well as all the way down to Goulburn, Canberra. They do have um, bus services. So there's a company called Busabout providing services to from Campbelltown Station to almost all the areas around Campbelltown and also off to, to Picton via Camden. Your schools, because, again, we're talking about an area that's very, um, very much family-focused um, family and there's a, a number of the, the largest proportion of our residents in the area are of, of a family um, background. You've got the Western Sydney University or University of Western Sydney that, that's out there, but then local schools, you've got just so many. You've got Campbelltown Public, Campbelltown East Public, Campbelltown North Public. You've got a number of Anglican Catholic high schools. You've got uh, Robert Townsend High School, St. Peter's Anglican. You've got just a, a laundry list of, of available options in the area. It isn't short of choice there, is there? No. Um, <laughs> the the people right. you might run into that are out um, in the Campbelltown area, so some of your, your notable residents would include uh, Tim Campbell, who was formerly from Home and Away. You've got Australian Olympic athlete Bronwyn Eagles, Jared Hayne of, of Rugby League, um, who also then went on to, to play American football for a while. Then got Krishnan Inu, a New Zealand rugby league footballer. Kate Ritchie, the Australian actress and gold Logie winner. And then Lisa Wilkinson as, as well, Project, who's the co-host on um, the project on Channel 10. Mm, she, she was born there, wasn't she? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So um, sports in the area. Um, so Campbelltown's really well known for some of its sporting prowess and some of the options that are available and certainly to go spectate. Um, you've got West Tigers who were a merger in the old NRL days um, between Western Magpies as well as the Balmain Tigers, which then became the West Tigers. And as such, they play some of their games in Campbelltown Stadium and they play some of the, the games closer to, to where I live, which is at Lycott Oval. There is also um, MacArthur FC who have just joined the A League, and they were just they've just joined the, the league this year after being given the, the license first as MacArthur Southwest Sydney, and they will play their home games in um, Campbelltown Stadium. Now, Campbelltown itself, because again, this is a, an area which is, has a lot of space. 
This probably falls in the lowest of our walk score um, options. So Campbelltown is noted as somewhat walkable, but only has a, a walk score of 58. So out of the, I think it's 500-odd suburbs that are listed, um, Campbelltown comes in at number 280 in, in the most recent survey. But what that does mean is, is of course, you, you do have a lot of space available, which leads to, to dog parks. So you have a number of different dog parks in the area. You've got one that is literally called Dog Park. You've got Gregory Hills Dog Park, Minto Dog Park. You've got Centenary Park, which I believe has a dog area as well. And then your general facilities, your you know your amenities that are in the area. You've got two coals in the area, one on Queen Street and one in MacArthur Square. You've got three Woolworths, being at Campbelltown Mall, Market Fair, as well as MacArthur Square. You've got the hospital that we spoke about. You've, you've got a number of different um, different varieties of food and cafes and restaurants of all types of cuisines. And, of course, you've, you've got a number of, of pubs and also the Campbelltown RSL. If you do want a, a shopping centre, you do have two major options. You've got MacArthur Square, which I've noted as having a Coles and Woolworths. You've also got the, the Campbelltown Mall in the area as well. So really, you are spoilt for choice in the number of facilities that are within driving distance of um, you know, the, the centre of Campbelltown, as well as having the, you know, the, that wonderful option of having more space if you were to purchase in the area. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, a really interesting information because I think sometimes people are focused on, you know, staying within that ring of the CBD of Sydney and and having that connectivity. But if you if you actually look a little bit further afield, like places like Campbelltown, you know, you get more affordability and actually great connection. If you still do have to get into the city or, or you know other places, but it's because it stands on its own. You've got fantastic facilities. You've got fantastic school options. And also what it doesn't have is, is that the headache that a lot of Sydney suburbs have is because they are so old, you know, they're trying to build around what was there previously, whereas a lot of these right. places can just build and grow from anew and also learn from the mistakes that, you know, the older suburbs have made. Um, so if you are looking to explore um, further regions, I would certainly say that Campbelltown is not that far from Sydney. It's, it's actually 53 kilometers from the CBD and uh, definitely an option you should check out. And again, uh, you know, going, going to the, you know, the current times that we're, we're living in, and certainly we hope that listeners five years from now will not see this as, as an issue. But you know, many people these days, certainly myself in, included in that, really work from home now. And if you mm. are in a position where you, you do work from home or you can work from home, you know, what better time to live somewhere that gives you a lot more space in that, in that home and, and gives you a better price point than, than being, you know, cramped in with, um, you know, tens of other thousands of people all because you're, you're living in a suburb within 5Ks of the CBD. Mm. If you don't necessarily need to go into the CBD every day, then, you know, this might be a really good option for you. And it comes at a, a very nice price point as well. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Marcus, for all that insight. Um, you're the man of numbers today. <laughs> um, it was really good to, good to listen to all that information. But um, if you have been listening to us and you think, hmm, I'd like to know more about fill in the blank, whichever suburb um, you ask and we shall deliver, drop us a line at ask at sydneypropertyinsider.com.au. And we um, will make sure to cover the suburb of your choice. 
Thank you for listening and um, look forward to um, joining you again sometime soon. Please note that any views or opinions presented in this podcast are solely those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent those of any business. These views and opinions are general in nature and do not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation and needs. Please consider whether it applies in your circumstance and seek professional advice where appropriate.